You're listening to Stocks for Docs, a podcast to educate healthcare professionals to build wealth through value investing in the stock market. I'm your host, Dr. Vivetta Lobo. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Stocks for Docs. I am your host, Dr. Vivetta Lobo. And thank you once again for joining me in this new year. This is our first episode of the new year. I had taken a few weeks off for the holidays, and now we're back in 2020. I hope you're all doing really well. You're staying safe and healthy, recovering from your holiday season. Hopefully you got a chance to see your loved ones in a safe way. And now we're back, and there's a lot to look forward in 2022. And you know, when with the start of every new year, you kind of have an opportunity to, you know, be mindful of what your goals are for that year to spend some time and reflection and what you want to achieve, what you want to hope for, how you want to maybe change that year or what you want to focus on that year. And I hope part of that will be your financial goals and your financial health. And if you haven't had the chance in the past, I hope you take the opportunity to use this platform and others like this to really invest in yourself and become more financial literate for your own happiness, for your own future, and for those that you love. So every year, you know, I try to commit to learning a little bit more about my own finance and my own personal finance and, you know, reading more and learning more. And so I hope to share with you as I go along in that journey. And so in, in that note today, I'm going to start about uh, talk about something that's very basic, and it's something that's probably one of the first things you think about or you hear about when you start to think about financial security, and that is your retirement account. Now, a lot of you are there are in your 20s or 30s or even younger than that, and you're not quite thinking about retirement yet, and I was very much like that, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago. But there is a lot of value about thinking about it up front and just a few small uh, moves, if you would, right now will really, really set you up for quite a successful future in a very painless manner because you actually won't even notice or realize a lot of it. But if you check a couple years into it or now I'm, you know, about 15, 20 years into my career and I check my accounts and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I saved that much or that that happened. And I'm very, very grateful for those few clicks that I did and stuff, you know, the five, 10 minutes that I took for me to set up those accounts many years ago. So I want to talk about what the options are and what the difference is. So we're going to talk about what 401k is. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about what a Roth IRA is and uh, some other options and kind of what the right one is for you. And then the bigger question is, if you are going to invest in it, how to invest in it? And what should you choose to invest in, which is the more fun part, in my opinion. So let's get started. So when you talk about 401ks, when you talk about Roth IRAs, these are all just big terms or financial terms for different types of retirement accounts that are associated with uh, through the government. You know, these are just just an account. It's like a checking or a savings. They're just called their retirement accounts. But each of these will have a different set of rules of how you can contribute, when you can contribute, and most of them are around your tax implications. And that's the big difference between them. So we'll start with 401ks because they're usually the more popular ones. Now, a 401k is usually an employer-sponsored retirement account. So if you work for an employer, 
They'll offer you what a 401k is and they'll say, okay, we'll open this account for you and you can contribute into this account. And what happens when you contribute into this account is you end up putting your salary or part of your salary into this account pre-taxed. So this is money that's not taxed as yet. And so it goes into this account, however much you allocate, and you can then choose how you want to invest that money. So you can say, okay, I want to put it in stocks or bonds or a mixture or which types or what funds, and then it'll continue to grow. And you continue to do that until you hit a retirement age, you know, 65 or whatever. And at that point, you choose to take it out or you can take it out and, you know, there's a, there's a process for getting it out. But that's when you'll be then hit for taxes. So you do pay taxes on it. You just pay it at the tail end when you're taking it account. Um, so it's really more like a tax deferment, if you will, because you are saving taxes up front, which is nice because you're growing money tax free. But then you are going to pay taxes on the final amount when you start to take it out. So that's a 401k. The other type of account is a Roth account. Now, you can actually have a Roth 401 account, which will also be employer uh, employee-sponsored, or you could have a Roth IRA account, uh, which is a separate account that you can open. You can even you can have both accounts. You can have a 401k and a Roth account. So what's the difference between a Roth account? Well, a Roth account is where you will pay the taxes up front. So now this is taxed money that you have in your hand. And now you put it into an account like a Roth account and let it grow in an investment there. It grows and grows for years and years. And then when the time comes to take it out, you now can take it out tax free. So that's pretty huge, right? Because if you can put in couple of thousand dollars post tax now and you're only you know you're paying tax on that now that's a much smaller amount to pay tax on and then you grow it for 20 25 years and now say you have up to a million dollars in that account well when you take out that million dollars you get every cent of that 1 million dollars versus in a 401 account you are putting it in tax-free, you grow it up to say a million dollars as well. But now when you take out your $1 million, you're paying your tax, whatever your tax bracket is, say 40%. So you're taking only 60% out and you're giving the government 40% in taxes. And so you really end up with 600K. So that's the big difference between a Roth account versus a 401 account. It's just when you pay your taxes. I think it's not hard to see that with a Roth account, you probably would, will win out a little bit more in terms of being able to save more money because you're paying taxes upfront and a smaller amount than you probably will in 30 years. But of course, there's caveats to all this and you know you can't put unlimited amount of money in any of these. So we'll start with what the rules are for a 401. So for a 401 account or 401k, your annual limit uh, of money that you can put every year is 19500 for 2021. And I believe it's just changing to 20500 for 2022. So that is what the current rate is. Now, if you are over 50, they always do like this catch-up contribution. And I believe 
you can put an additional 6,500 into it on top of the uh, 19 and a half or 20 and a half or 2022 for your 401 account. So that's as much as you can contribute. Now with 401 accounts, however, a lot of employers, and you have to check to see if this is the case, will offer what's called an employee match. Now this is really important. So if you haven't paid attention up until now, listen up. An employee match is free money. And I mean that there's very few things that are free in this world, but I'm telling you this is free money. Basically for every dollar that you put in, they will put in another dollar. That's a one-to-one match. There are some employers who will do a two-to-one match. So for every dollar you put in, they will put in $2 or even $3. So call your HR if you don't know and figure it out. But if you are being offered an employee match and it'll be up to a certain percent, 2%, 3%, whatever it is, max it out. Whatever it is, max it out. So if they, they'll match up to 5%, then put in that much, you know, do the math to figure out, okay, if I need to put in 20,500 in one year, and they're going to match up to 5% of, you know, of my, of my contribution, then I'm going to put in this much. So it, it adds up to, to that amount and I'm maxing out how much they will give me. It truly is free money. There's really nothing more to it. Even if you left your job tomorrow and went somewhere else, that money comes along with you. You know, so that would be the first thing you should think about and the first thing you should maximize. And yes, it is in a 401k account, but again, it's free money. And so it's worth it. In a Roth IRA, there isn't an employee match. And that's more just money that you are putting in after taxes into. The contribution for a Roth IRA for 2022, I believe, is 6000 So you can put in $6,000 uh, per year into a Roth IRA, and then I believe it's 7000 if you're age 50 or older. So again, I think you should maximize that if you can and put in that six dollars or $7,000 uh, per year into your Roth IRA, and that's Again, money that'll grow. And once you're able to take it out, you're not going to be paying any taxes on it, which is really, really huge. And that's a, a lot of money that you can put away and grow and then take out tax free. Now, I did mention that there's something called a Roth 401k, which is functionally the same as your regular Roth, as in as far as the tax purposes go, but it is employee. Uh, it is it is an employer um, sponsored account, so they they may be a match to it. But when they do match, my understanding is they'll still only match it into a regular four hundred one k account. So if you have that option, then I would probably go with that option first, and then max my Roth regular Roth IRA. So those are the three kind of different accounts that are out there right now. So remember, there's a four hundred one k, just a regular plain old four hundred one k, where you are putting in money tax-free, growing it, and then at retirement, you're able to take it out. But then at that point, you're paying taxes. You can put $19,500, or actually this year, you can put $20,500 as a limit per year. So I would suggest that if you're not doing anything, you should do that, especially, especially if your employer offers a match, make sure you max that out. Then there's the Roth category. So you have a Roth 401k, or just a regular Roth IRA. Um, Those are where you are paying taxes up front and then growing your money. And so when you take it out, you are not paying any taxes. Now, 
for the regular Roth IRA, there is one other caveat, which might actually exclude a lot of physicians from being able to do it, and that is an income limit. So for this year, I believe if you are single and you're filing as a single person, if you make more than $195,000, you are uh, excluded or you do not qualify for a Roth IRA account. So if you make more than $195,000 and you're a single person, you won't be able to or you won't be eligible for a Roth IRA. So if you're a a trainee or you're a resident, this is the time to take advantage of it because likely your salary will eventually cross that threshold and you won't be eligible at that point. So take advantage of it now. If you are filing jointly, I believe the limit uh, is $204,000. So if you are filing with a spouse or a partner, it's $204,000 combined salary, which if you make more than that, you won't be eligible either. So those are our annual limits as far as the amount goes. So again, my criteria for this would be max out your employer, match first, max out your Roth IRA, and then whatever you have left over, put it into your 401k in whichever capacity you can. But definitely try if you have the money and you can save to put it uh, in all of these and max them out. Again, if you pre-select these options, they go right off your paycheck. You don't really think about it. You don't see it. You don't feel it. And you know, in five years, when you take a look at your account, you're kind of like, wow, uh, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, I opened my 401k, my first 401k was when I was a resident. And, you know, that comes along with me now, you know, so many years later, I still see how much I put out in residency and I see how much it's grown since then. And it is pretty, pretty awesome. And I've had a match and I maxed out the match. And even if you just put as much as they put in the match, that's still something. So I would, I would highly, highly recommend that you figure that out. Uh, And then the last question, which is the more fun part for me is, you know, what do you invest in or how do you choose what investments you're going to pick for these? So when you, you know, with all of these accounts, they come with a pre-selected menu of what you can invest in. There's usually like a limited menu of mutual funds or some sort of stocks and bonds that you get to pick from, or you can just default into whatever is the default uh, target fund for you. The default fund is usually an age-related fund, and they're usually called target uh, date funds, and they have usually a year at the end of it, so it'll be like target date fund 2040 or 2045 or whatever, and that's just based on when you are expected to retire based on your age, Um, and they kind of do a balance of a risk, so the the percentage of that fund will have, you know, so many percent of stock and so much percent of bonds. And that percentage will change as you get older, you become more conservative where you'll now have more bonds and less stocks versus when you're younger, where you can have a lot of stocks. So you can, if you know, if nothing else, just pick that if you really don't want to look into it. But of course, of course, I don't recommend that. I recommend you actually looking into what it is that you want to invest in. I can tell you for me, for my investments in my late 30s, I invest in 100% stocks because I feel like I'm young enough um, and I can ride out all the the waves, you know, even if we were to have another um, financial crisis where, you know, our, our, all of these accounts go down or investments go down, I think I have enough time to recover from them before I hit retirement. And so I am at 100% stocks. I typically will pick uh, mid to large capital domestic U.S. stocks. So whatever fund kind of mimics almost like the S&P 500, I would say, is what I would pick. So when you look at your menu, if there is an option for something like the S&P 500, that's always a safe choice. If you're looking for something 
that is more on the stock side. As you get older, you're getting closer to retirement, then you probably want to balance it out with a little bit more percentage, you know, 20, 30, 40% of your portfolio being in bonds. Um, but again, unfortunately, a lot of these have limited menus, but you know, I still think it's a good idea to look and see what exactly they're picking because, you know, it does make a difference and even small changes if you, you know, in what you're asking for them to invest in can make a big difference. And, you know, you can always keep an eye on it. You can select it and decide, okay, this is what you're going to do. And then check in six months or eight months and see how it's doing and then decide if you want to change it up or not. But it's always a good idea to be invested in things that you know about and in funds that make sense for you, your risk tolerance, and your age. So that's the quick recap on retirement accounts. I hope that makes sense. Please reach out if you have any questions. You know, I think retirement accounts is like an easy first step in your financial health in trying to, you know, start working on it. It's, you know, you set it up, you really don't need to tweak it much after that. And you kind of just, you know, keep an eye on it from time to time as you kind of start learning and building your own financial knowledge. So with that, I'm going to sign off for today. Um, I wish you well for the next week and I will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, stay safe, take care and cheers. Stocks for Docs is a podcast designed to educate healthcare professionals on building wealth through value investing. Take the first steps towards securing your future and listen weekly. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn as Stocks for Docs.